Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's why I taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the car. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. I can't believe that we are so close to episode 150. It has been such a great ride, and I am so glad that you are here with me on this ride. This past weekend, I am thrilled to say, was an immense success over at Fan Expo STL. In fact, Every single panel that I was there to moderate, uh, every sketch duel that I was involved in, every behind the scenes little creator catch up, even the two presentations that I was able to do solo, everything got recorded, which means that over two months of content has been banked officially for this show. So you're going to be hearing a lot of things from Fan Expo STL taking place in June and in August. I got something very special lined up for July, and I'm really, really excited for what that is going to be. So what I'm going to play here is the first part, officially, the first thing that I recorded as part of the Fan Expo weekend. In fact, this was the Fan Expo STL pre-show event, because since I was given press credentials, and thank you so much to Jerry, the press coordinator at Fan Expo, it was just an amazing experience, and it was thanks to him that I was able to get uh, get some, some time to interview three of the stars of Clerks. I spoke with Trevor Furman, Elias from Clerks 2 and 3, and I spoke with Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson, Dante and Randall themselves from Clerks 1, 2, and 3. And so you're going to hear all of them officially, I could say, you're going to hear from all of them in one big episode that's coming up. It's not going to be next week. It's not going to be the week after, but it will be the week after that. It will be episode number 151. And that will be Trevor Furman, then Brian O'Halloran, then Jeff Anderson in a row. Yep. In a row. Now this week, you're going to hear a little bit of what happened from the pre-Fan Expo event. This took place over at Apotheosis Comics and Lounge. Uh, there is, I've been watching that. Uh, I've been watching their Instagram for so long. I've always wanted to go there, and I finally had the experience to actually, you know, go in there and really, you know, soak it all in. And the manager there was terrific, and I'm really looking forward to hopefully doing some business over there in the future because they are open to book signings, and that place is definitely ideal for something like Excelsior or from Parts Unknown. And so that's something that I definitely want to keep in mind. Uh, But uh, part of the event, part of the pre-show event was getting to speak with a couple of talents right away. We got to speak with... Uh, we got to speak with Charles Martinet, a voice actor who is also the voice of Mario for over 25 years. And 
it was just almost like an infectious energy that the man has. Um, I was so glad to have the time to sit down and talk with him. And I also got to sit down and talk with the gentleman that you'll be hearing from for this week's episode, a gentleman by the name of Connor McCreary. Connor is a comics creator. And so he fits right in into this whole month-long dedication to writers. We've spoken with the worldwide bestseller, David Morell from First of First Blood. We've spoken with a debut artist uh, who has his own book out right now. We've spoken with a well-known memoirist, uh, E.C. Stilson. We'll be uh, speaking with Connor McCreary this week. And next week, to finish up May, you're going to hear a conversation that I had with John Griffin, a screenwriter and the creator of the show From, which you can find on Epics. So you have a week to go ahead and watch the show and get yourself acquainted with it because it really was a terrific conversation. I'm really thrilled to have been able to catch up with John and be able to go through the conversation that we had. It really was something special. So this time around, you get to hear from Connor. Now, I do have to preface this with a little word of warning by in terms of of sound quality, because um, I got myself all set up. I have my equipment ready to go. I was ready to sit down and talk with them and everything. And I turned on my uh, P4 Zoom podcast recorder and the batteries were dead. Uh, so that meant I had to scramble and I had to basically just take my phone, set it up on StreamYard and go live on Facebook. Uh, so I want to thank you guys for listening in. I want to thank the Friends Talking Nerdy Podcast Network for bringing me on. It's a real pleasure to uh, get to know you guys, and it's a real thrill to be a part of that network that is just, you, you can feel the momentum really, really picking up with it. So I'm glad to be helping out however I can, and I'm looking forward to getting to know all of you Friends Talking Nerdy Podcast Network listeners. Um, so let's go ahead and go right into the conversation that I had with Connor McCreary from the pre-Fan Expo STL event. Enjoy and ever upward. Hello and welcome to a special uh, brief edition of Excelsior Journeys. My name is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. For those of you who can hear me, <laughs> it's a it's quite the uh, it's quite the um, quite the rambunctious group over here at Apotheosis Comics and Books, which I'm really thrilled to be here. I've seen this place many times on Instagram. I'm finally able to t- finally able to set foot in here, and I'm here for the pre-show for Fan Expo SCL, and I have as my special guest for this uh, this brief period, comics creator Mr. Connor McCreary. Connor, how are you, sir? I'm really well. Thanks so much for having me on Excelsior. Yeah, Excelsior yes. Journeys. This is a what the show is the the basic format. It's a weekly interview show that uh, that talks with up and coming and established creators and allows them to basically share their journey to success. Now, I understand that you've got a lot, you know, several different titles to your credit. Yeah. One of them that really struck struck me was one called Kill Shakespeare. And as soon as I heard that, I was just like, okay, I have to ask Connor about that one. How did that, how did something like that come around? Because I'm loving like all the various, in you know, like various comic scene and everything and how out there a lot of the different ideas can be and and how everyone is kind of almost like outdoing each other in trying to be that step ahead of everyone. It's fine. I mean, so Kill Shakespeare is something I wrote with my buddy Anthony uh, Delcall. Yeah. And we were, uh, we were kicking around 
uh, we're trying to come up with uh, with ideas, and the yeah. movie Kill Bill was out. Okay. And Anthony and I were joking about, well, what if you killed a different Bill? And we're like, oh, you could kill uh, Bill Clinton. Like, oh, no, 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 no. And then we're like, well, what about uh, Bill Cosby? And we're like, no, no, oh. that's way too political. Ooh, now. But in retrospect, <laughs> yeah. They could have, you know. And then Anthony joked, well, what about if we killed Billy Shakespeare? And we laughed. Billy we Shakespeare. Said, that's so Billy Shakespeare, right? <laughs> we'd be like, oh, yeah. Billy Shakes. Yeah, Billy Shakes, exactly. <laughs> and we're like, oh, you'd have, like, you know, Juliet. And and uh, Othello would be on one side, and Richard the Third and Lady Macbeth would be on the other, and Hamlet would be in the middle, and he wouldn't know what side to go on because it's Hamlet. That's great. And then we kind of thought, actually, you know, there's something kind of interesting there, and that's yeah. how the story developed. And basically, when I pitch it, I say to people, imagine if Game of Thrones yeah. and Shakespeare had a drunken one night stand. Oh man, we're the illegitimate babies that get left behind. All of Shakespeare's characters in the same world hit against each other on this quest that to either save awesome. or kill. Thank yeah. you. This mysterious wizard named William Shakespeare. And so yeah, and so that was the first two books in the series was Hamlet's quest to get his father back from the dead yeah. by tracking down this William Shakespeare. Wow. And so yeah, we did, we've done five books so far in the series with IDW and it's been, that was the series that sort of made our name and let us go on and do other things in our career. Awesome. So that, so how is it working with IDW? IDW's great. Yeah. IDW's really great. Like we were lucky when we came out with Kill Shakespeare, this is a little while ago now. Right. Um, Fables was kind of in the middle of its run so yeah. this idea of like mashing characters together was out there yeah uh, mike carey did, started the unwritten like just after we did kill shakespeare okay so we were kind of part of this weird collection of like mashup literary comics yeah and idw was you know at the time they were mostly known for 30 days of night and right. they were doing a lot of licensed properties yeah and they were like you know chris ryle was there and he was the editor-in-chief, and he was like, I really want IDW to be more of a, I want us to be like a home for creators. And so, so they were image. looking for well, like yeah, our image they, yeah. yeah. And so we, we were really lucky. We got there, IDW, we pitched them, we said, it's the Justice League of Shakespeare. And they oh, laughed, and then they're like, great. all right, we, we could do something with that. Yeah. And they were great. Our editor is Tom Waltz. And we, we just they just give you a lot of freedom. Like they're, they're there when you need them, if you have questions. But really, they just said, look, you guys have this super weird Shakespeare idea. Uh-huh. Like, run with it. And nice. Yeah, and they, they've been so supportive. They did, we've done a board game with them. Wow. Uh, we developed a stage play out of it. It actually played at the London Globe, at the Globe Theater in London, where Shakespeare put on his actual plays. That is so cool. The Kill Shakespeare play was there. Oh, that's so, yeah, great. It's, it's kind of a super weird play, comic, board game, yeah. Shakespeare nerdy bit. It's great. It's so random. Yeah. It is it's very so random. random. That you came, and I love that you came up with that. Look, like, so you basically kind of created, if I'm not mistaken, like a shared universe. Yes. For yes. Shakespeare. Yes. It's the Mar it's the Shakespeare Cinematic Universe kind of idea. Which, what if Juliet was alive? Yeah. Yeah. Richard III wins the end of his play, and then we just went with that. Now, I would not be surprised if we see that, you know, like in in the future, because not only, uh, yeah, because I mean, it's not it's already like an established thing, and you know Hollywood. Yes. Hollywood's always the last one at the party. Yes. So you know, like they they look out and they see that you know, hey, this this shared universe here, it's got something. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, let's see, you know, like, let's see where else they can take it. So. We always thought it'd be a really interesting television show, and so now, that's actually the next stage we're hoping to do. So like Castle Rock we want to do a little, Yeah, we want to yeah. do a little more, we've got plans for the next couple books in the series, Yeah. but we've also, we've also done some real thinking about, okay, well, how would this look like as television? Yeah. And so yeah, we would love to do that, for sure. So you've thought about like, pitching it to the different streaming services? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Nice. I, I, and that's the sort of thing we're looking forward to do with IDW. 
AEW, because of course one of the great things that IDW has been doing is they've been building out their entertainment property, right? They yeah. do a lot more with film and television themselves, so it's a really nice match. Right. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Now, what, um, is this your first Fan Expo? Uh, so my first St. Louis for sure. So I, yeah. I'm actually based out of Toronto. So oh, nice. from Canada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so actually, so Fan Expo starts started in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, and but this is my first St. Louis show. I've actually never been to St. Louis before. Really? But a little local connection. One of the guys who helped design the book. Yeah. And has been a story editor for us. I uh, was uh, born and raised in Kirkwood. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. What's so his we, name? Uh, Keith WTS Morris. Keith Morris. Keith but, Morris. Yeah, so we met up in Toronto, but he's a St. Louis guy. Very cool. And yeah, and he probably spent some time at uh, this comic shop. I'm sure. This this is from what I understand. It's like a newer, you know, newer shop and everything. But like I said, like I've seen this place many times on Instagram. Always wanted to come here. But oh, you know, so like, cool. you know when, wherever you live somewhere, yeah. you, the only place that you really know is going back and forth to work. So yes. that's kind of where I am right now. So it's you know being able to actually be in here for this event, I'm really excited. So what are your thoughts about you know like what are you expecting how Fan Expo is going to be? So I was asking, so I asked Keith about this. I'm like, all right, what do I need to know? He's like, all right, he's like. They're, it's Midwest, right? He's like, yeah. people are going to be nice. They're happy that Pools is back in town. Yep. He's like, he's like, you know, are, yeah. talk, talk bad about Kansas City. You know, he's like, that, that's all you're really going to worry about. No, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I've done a few shows in the United States, but I've actually never really done any. I've done Chicago. Yeah. I've done stuff down in like Florida, but I've never really done anything in this part of the state. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm bringing my new book, which is uh, an all ages, kind of like a kind of Irish avatar. Oh, like, really? It's called, yeah, it's called The Last Wit. About a little girl who finds out she can use magic. Uh-huh. She finds it out because her her family, her village, gets wiped out by this coven of witches. Right. And so her, her little brother, and a cigar smoking grandmother have to work together so that Cersei can learn how to use these four elemental magics oh, nice. to defeat these witches. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm reading that book here, so I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of families and getting mm-hmm. them excited about the book and yeah, and doing some stuff with Phil Shakespeare and Assassin's Creed I've had a chance to write for. Yeah, how, um, so all right, so that's another one you know, I'm I'm interested in hearing about. Like what were your, what was it that attracted you to Assassin's Creed? So I mean the the property is, is cool, right? Like yeah. I mean you know, it's so neat because it's like science fiction, yet it's yeah. also historical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously with Phil Shakespeare, we had a lot of fun playing with historical characters. And so we, Anthony and I were both really excited about the idea of like, wow, you can write two stories in each book. Yeah. What's happening now and then what's happening in the past. And the comics really, Ubisoft really wanted us to explore equally, like what's happening now. Right. So we got to kind of make... Assassin's Creed into like a spy who came in from the cold kind of idea. Cool. You know, we really got to play in the modern day and like, what would it be like if, if the assassin came to your door into yeah. this world where you're on Reddit, you've, you've dug in the deep holes of the internet, you've heard rumors of this, of this, these secret societies. I mean, you thought it was probably garbage, but right. you're all aware of it. And so yeah, our main character was this young, you know, she's 24, she's a classic millennial that she's overeducated, yeah. underemployed, and she wants to make a difference in the world. And so she gets fired from a banking job because she helps this old lady who's who's being foreclosed on. Yeah. It's a little shady and she's like, I don't like that. Right. Assassins find that out. She's got an ancestor in the Salem Witch Trial era. They need her to go be in it. So that was so cool. And like IDW, Ubisoft and Titan were really like, run, take this idea, yeah. run with it. Here's what we want you to do, big picture. Right. But there was no micromanaging. Me, every once in a while, I'd be like, oh, well, this character's not available because X, Y, or Z. Yeah. But again, it was another really, like, a lot of freedom, which we've been kind of warned by people who've done, I, you know, licensed properties. 
Yeah. Well, you know, you could you could take you six months to get approval. And it wasn't like that at all. It was really creatively creative, which was really cool. That's fabulous. Yeah. That's and fabulous. it's such a fun universe to play in. Yeah. And yeah, and it was also neat because they had the chance to kill Shakespeare and that's why we got the gig. So that was cool too. Okay, that was the conversation that I had with Connor McCreary. I am so glad that you guys got to listen to that. And again, I must apologize for any of the sound quality. There was a, a you know quite a bit of crackling in the last couple of minutes. Um, I was considering taking that out entirely, but at the same time, he was talking about Assassin's Creed, and I f- figured that that was something that even if the quality wasn't quite there, I figured that it would be something that you guys would would find valuable. So. Thank you again so much for being a part of this whole ride here with Excelsior Journeys. I can't believe we're as close as we are to episode number 150. So one of the great things that came out of my discussion with Connor is that creator-owned comics really are something special because they provide the creator with this opportunity to come up with ideas and really explore them and enhance them and really own them, you know, really, because, you know, the one thing that uh, that's with Marvel and DC that gets a lot of people on edge when it comes to when it comes to those kinds of companies is that when you own when you start a character on your own and you're working with Marvel and DC, guess what? Marvel and DC own that character. So that is something that uh, that, that it makes a lot of people really hesitant to kind of start their own characters and start their own stories and see where they take them. And I am so thrilled that there are so many creator-owned comics out there that are going around that system and are focusing on just losing themselves in their work and seeing where these stories come when they're not being manipulated by the heads of these of these much larger conglomerates. So... I really hope that all of you who have a comic idea in them, explore it, let it out, see where it takes you, because you never know what direction it's going to wind up taking you in. Uh, And so for Connor McCreary, this is George Sorori saying to all of you, Ever Upward, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.